0: Yo, Tom. Hello. Hello. Hi, Andy. Welcome back to the Wonder Dome in this experimental format here. I'm really excited to be with you just because we don't get enough time to hang out. And also because from what I've seen from a distance, you've been kind of cooking up uh, maybe a book and also an experience of self-coaching that sounds like it's been pretty impactful. So... The spirit of today is to for me to learn a bit about that because I'm curious about it, and then also if it if, if feels right to share it with with other folks through this conversation. That
1: sounds wonderful. Thank you. The book is progressing slowly. You'll get your signed <laughs> copy in twenty thirty five or so. <laughs> but the material is coming along really well, and it's it's really fun to get to share it with you.
0: There's a blank spot. There's an empty book size spot on my <laughs> shelf. I'll... Keep it open. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs)
1: Um, So something you don't know is that you play a role in the development of this material of self-coaching. Okay. And I've been excited to get to tell you this part of the story. Something like a year ago, I was a bit stuck on a challenge that was coming up for me as a coach. And I was thinking of like, who could I talk this out with? Who would really get this and help me get it and help me find my way through it? And I thought, you know, Andy Cahill is the perfect person to talk to. And you weren't available at the moment. (laughs) So I left you a long WhatsApp, a long uh, audio message Uh, on WhatsApp. And I was just talking out the stuff that I would say to you. And I was kind of imagining, okay, here's where I'm stuck. And here's what I think Andy would say back to me. (laughs) Here's, Here's the question I think Andy would ask, right? And it really helped. It really helped because I, I know, and and your listeners know, like you have a beautiful quality of listening and you have a beautiful quality of curiosity about the person you're talking to and, and faith in them. And I was able to tune into that without needing your attention in real time. Mm,
2: mm.
1: And it really helped me. It really helped me. And then as an extra bonus. I got a WhatsApp message from you a day later with, you know, with some particular insights, but even just the knowing you and the imagining you was a lot to get me there.
0: Mm, mm. Yeah. You know, I remember that's really cool. And I love just like full transparency and listening like, I didn't know you were going to share this story right now. So I'm feeling a little, a little, like I'm feeling some emotions, some like effervescence, like really uh, excited to hear that. Cause I remember the exchange and I, and I remember uh, how kind of fun and funny it was for me to uh, to then take that hall of mirrors one step further and like kind of imagine like, okay, so like what would Yotan's avatar of Andy have to say about, you know, like, so like just playing with the layers of identity and and role and positionality that were showing up in that in that kind of back and forth where we never actually talked to each other at the same time, but we were talking to each other over voice memo and also in our own heads in between. Uh, and I also found it to be a really generative uh, experience to help me listen into like, yeah, what what would I say or ask in this situation? And, uh-huh. and how would Yotam respond if I said or asked that? You know, like, so there's a little bit of that kind of uh, play that I'm in touch with again right now.
1: Yeah. So this practice that I'm teaching is, is kind of a riff on that play. Mm. And one of the things I have people do is I have them imagine the ideal listener for them in that moment.
2: Mm. Who,
1: who's the person who'd be able to sit there and really get. What you have to say and meet it in the way that you need to be met and, and help you through to some next steps. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us have these relationships. A lot of us can conjure the way that I conjured you, the way that you conjured me. We can conjure that quality of listening that we crave. And it's just a little bit easier to project it onto the wall as someone else
2: mm-hmm. than it
1: is to, to totally offer it to yourself in the moment.
2: Mm. Mm. Right.
1: So step one of this process is just creating that dialogue with the imaginary listener, the imaginary coach, um, and letting yourself be loved, letting mm. yourself be held by that person. Mm. It's you, but it's you in a mirror. It's you in a kind of funny mirror. Mm.
2: Right?
0: Mm. What, what and, is easier about that? Why do you think that's uh, that's easier than just talking to yourself in the mirror or the, the, you know,
1: it's such a good question. It's such a good question. I'll, I think it comes down to habit. And I have been somebody who, who wants to be the best version of myself. I've been a seeker and a grower for a long time. And I, I have some habits in that, that aren't always kind to myself. Right, of sort of Mm. pushing to be the best version of me, of trying to control myself into who I think I should be. Mm. And as a coach, I've learned not to be in that stance with my clients.
2: Mm.
1: Right, as a friend, I've often enough learned not to be in that stance with a friend. But the habit of being in that stance toward myself, that's still what I expect, that's still what Mm. I expect of the world, it's still what I expect of Mm. myself, And, and I do it. But when I'm bringing in You or when I'm bringing in, you know, another good friend of mine or um Deanna Troy from Star Trek The Next Generation. (laughs) And I'm imagining that that she's the one who's listening to me, right? It's easier to imagine something different. It's easier to to imagine that um that person can see me as I am, love me as I am, and also hold forward that vision of who I could be to help me step into it. Mm.
0: I had a major crush on Deanna Troy when I was in school. So that would probably be too distracting for me to presence her. But I, like, I appreciate yeah. the spirit of, of that. Yeah. There's this, uh, this ability to accept that someone else can hold that for you. If, even if it's like, if it's hard for you to do that for yourself. And I, and I bet a lot of people listening can relate to what we might describe as that kind of, inner critic voice or that kind of like tough love voice or that, uh, you know, um, out voice. That's going to keep pushing, 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 as opposed to just listening and holding and supporting.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And what happens as people do this practice over time, you know, you're sitting down concretely, you're writing out a dialogue, you know, Yotam says, blah, blah, blah. Deanna Troy says, blah, blah, blah back. Right. Right. But over time, you're cultivating a different habit of how you listen to yourself and how you talk to yourself so that it can leave that coaching conversation and kind of flow with you through your day. So sometimes I can be having a rough moment and I just close my eyes and I take a deep breath. And I just picture a friend with me just saying, yeah, yeah, this is a hard moment.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And again, having that mirror there somehow makes it a little bit easier to soften than if I'm just trying to do it by myself. Mm-hmm.
0: Beautiful. Okay. So you started to, you sort of had this insight. You had this first person experience of bringing in a second person into your first person experience and like it was powerful. And and now you've started to, to kind of create, what would we call it? A modality, a, a curriculum, a set of steps like what what's the sort of offering now beyond the kind of philosophy that you've shared if i if i'm totally new to this and and want to get into self-coaching
1: yeah i would call it a practice i would call it maybe a process or a set of steps where you have that rapport with the imaginary coach the supportive presence and then there are simple questions that you can learn to have your inner coach ask you that can get you unstuck that can kind of create movement i think of the two skills here as holding space that's just the rapport and creating movement Mm. and there's some questions that your inner coach will ask you at the beginning some questions for the middle some questions at the end and i've been studying how we get unstuck how we create change how we be the best version of ourselves for years and i've gotten to kind of distill a lot of what I've learned down into some fairly simple practices that your inner coach can use to move you through the stuck place, to move you through the learning opportunity
0: Mm. in a great Mm. way. Can you give us a, like, just a flavor of some of those practices or those questions? Like what's a, what's a beginning question, a holding question, what's a movement question? Great. So
1: the core of the beginning is about figuring out what you want. And I'm sure you've noticed just knowing what you want is a really valuable skill in life. It's not always obvious. Mm-hmm. It's not always what we notice, right? So you settle in with your inner coach. You feel the love. You you feel a little bit of space. And then your inner coach can ask you, what do you want out of this conversation? And you might not know the answer right away, but it's great. I, I'll, I'll offer some tools for how you scaffold your way up to clarifying what do you want out of this time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you know what you want, you're a lot more likely to get it.
0: Yeah. And let, let's just maybe slow on that for a second, because I think your yeah. insight that we often don't actually know what we want feels a little bit like a part of me is like, well, of course I know what I want. But then often, as you and I have experienced, when we really listen to someone and, and they listen to themselves talking about what they think they want, you discover a deeper need or longing or aspiration underneath the kind of surface. Uh, I don't know, for example, I, I, I want better time management skills, right? Yeah. And you're like, okay, tell me more about that. And you get down to a level of like, oh, actually, like, I want a new job or I want, you know, like what, it could be anything like the, the sort of the surface, the tip of the iceberg is often not the actual want or the need. So could you say more about that, that part of the process?
1: Yeah, I think it often even starts with just, I'm uncomfortable. Mm. I'm uncomfortable. Mm and i don't want to be uncomfortable anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And so much of my day, i think so much of a lot of people's day is driven by that just like i'm uncomfortable and i'm doing the things that i think are going to make it better. I'm doing the things that i think are going to get me not suffering anymore. But pausing from the doing for long enough to say okay, where is my discomfort coming from?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What am mm-hmm. i uncomfortable? What am i what am what am i trying to achieve with this doing? can really help. It means feeling the discomfort sometimes. And that's why having the loving, supportive presence of your inner coach is helpful, but it gets you so much more clarity of what action is going to be useful, what action isn't going to be useful. And God knows I've wasted time doing the busyness of like plowing through my emails or, or building out the wrong version of some document because I'm trying to just get done. Yeah. instead oh of pausing God. long it's enough totally to think about there. like what would done really mean yeah. right yeah so so that setting direction intentionally super valuable right sometimes that's all you even need out of the conversation that's enough mm. and it gives you a new perspective on life um oh, i'm tempted to say so much more about this but i'm going to save it and i'm going to move on to the middle
2: yeah great in in Good. the
1: middle there are 3 trajectories that i find are useful and i'm teaching a course on this coming up and a lot of the time in this course is going to be spent on getting to know these three different trajectories i think of them as the high road the low road and the hot air balloon (laughs) so you know what you want you've set a direction with your inner coach with yourself and then the high road to get there is to really focus on the positives, to focus on your passion, your creativity, your sense of purpose, um, the what would you do if you weren't afraid kind of question, and you tap into all of that positive energy, and it's a great way to get unstuck. It starts it starts moving you there right away, and a lot of classic coaching is what I would label high road
2: coaching, mm,
1: right? Mm. tuning people into the best version of themselves, and the problems just get easier. High road coaching is great. Another option is what I would call low road coaching, which is getting really curious and spacious and compassionate about the obstacles Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and saying, okay, what's making this so hard, right? Mm -hmm. What's keeping you stuck and let's feel that together. Let's breathe into that together.
2: Right. Mm
1: -hmm. And the obstacles start to dissolve in a really different way than when you're on the high road. I think of the high road as learning and the low road as unlearning. Mm -hmm. The hot air balloon doesn't necessarily get you where you want to go, but it's a beautiful ride, right? So this is doubling down on learning. And you can say, all right, I have a direction of where I want to go. But if I were to just ask the question, how is this situation setting me up perfectly to learn and grow? How is this situation just giving me a wonderful, opportunity to try something new, what would that be? Mm. This is an opportunity to become something new. What would that be? And when you go down the road of that conversation, it takes you really interesting places. It gives you a whole different perspective on your challenge when you're focused on learning rather than focused on success, focused on getting what you want. So the hot air balloon is like taking the high road even higher. And what do I see up there? And each of these can be a really useful way to get unstuck. So I want I want people to have some familiarity, some room to play with each one, and a sense of when each one is going to be useful.
0: I love uh, that framing. I uh, I have a pretty intuitive sense of the, low, the high and the low road, for sure. And mm-hmm. I actually tend, I, as you just make that distinction, which is really helpful, like, I'm noticing like, oh, I actually often try and help my clients take the low road because, paradoxically releasing those constraints can sometimes then jump us onto the high road again and get unleash all that positive creative energy. And so I love that you're like naming and playing with both and not assigning value to one or the other, but inviting folks who might assume like, Oh, I just need to be more positive to like actually be okay with the negative feelings and see what they have to teach. That's really cool. But I think I'm, in this moment, I, I want to hear like another word or two about the hot air balloon, because that one I'm like with you. I'm like, yeah, I love I love hot air balloon rides. I've never actually been in a hot air balloon. But like, yeah, like I want to do one. But wait, what's possible if I get up in the hot air balloon? Like there's yeah. something about it seems almost like in that and what I'm hearing you describe. It's a little less important that I get on the road and start making progress and a bit more about just getting a totally different perspective on the roads themselves and where I could go. Is that—is that right? That's totally
1: right. Yeah. It's kind of getting above the situation and saying, okay, I want something. And wanting something is great, right? We were talking about um, time management, right? Maybe I want better time management skills, um, but I'm getting by. It's not urgent. My life isn't at stake here. Mm-hmm. And there's something that's bringing this to the surface. There's some situation, there's some choice that I need to start making. And it, I have one set of options if I try to make the right choice. If I try to make the choice that's going to get me what I want, I might get what I want. If I make the choice that's going to teach me something new, whatever that happens to be, I might get something totally different. I might become something I wasn't expecting. It's probably going to enhance my capacity over time in a different way than the high road or the low road would. And it can sometimes lower my sense of the stakes, right? It's like, okay, so Mm. I'm frustrated with this situation, but if I stop worrying about winning or losing in this situation and focus on just what could I learn here, Mm. Mm. that's going to serve me a lot better in the long run, Mm. sometimes. Mm. And there's discernment to do about when it's right to take the high road, when it's right to take the low road, when it's right to take the hot air. balloon.
2: Mm, mm,
0: love it. And I just love just to play with the metaphor a little bit more. I love that the hot air balloon could help you see a destination or a possibility that you hadn't even considered yet that suddenly makes what you thought you wanted or not wanted feel not super relevant anymore or not as big a deal or not as high stakes or whatever. And then actually, I want to go to those mountains over there. I want to get off yeah. the road. you know, like I love that that kind of uh, metaphor that you're playing with.
1: Yeah. When you're that high up, everything looks a little bit smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cool.
0: So yeah. then you there's
1: so much this, more we yeah. could talk about here. Yeah. Um, I I wish we had the time for it. I will get to talk a lot more about this in the course and you can put a link in the show notes for this. And um, the kind of people who are drawn to the wonder dome are exactly the kind of people I want to be having this conversation with. So I hope some of them will show up.
0: Me too. Uh, I, we're at our time boundary, is there, um, I can play for a few more minutes or we can wrap up here. What would be, I, I want to hear you at least say another word or two about the last phase, the end, you yeah know, we, we did beginning and middle. Do you have a few minutes to say a bit more about the end? Sure. Let's end with up? the end. And if you
1: have another minute, let's even do a quick experiential piece. Okay. So, The beginning is setting a direction. The middle is going in that direction on one of those three trajectories. Mm -hmm. The end is taking stock of where have you come and celebrating. And it's nice to close out a coaching conversation, whether it's with yourself or with a coach in a different body, by looking back and saying, okay, what did I get out of this conversation? What am I walking away with? So I have people do that here too, and just say, okay, these are, these are the plans I've made. This is how I'm feeling now. This is the, what feels unresolved. Um, and somehow just the way that our minds work, that seems to let people take the learnings with them or the unlearnings uh, a little bit more consistently than if you just sort of get what you wanted in the conversation and drop it and move on. Mm. It also helps the relationship with your inner coach really feel like a relationship. It helps mm. keep it feeling loving to close out the conversation well and say goodbye instead of just like, All right, I'm done with you, moving on with my life.
0: <laughs> Got it. Really cool. Okay. Let's, let's, see, like, uh, let's see if I and anyone listening can get a little taste of this, can take us into a little yeah. experience.
1: So I would just ask for you and for anyone listening to think about someone that you really appreciate having listened to you, someone you feel like you could really talk to. And maybe it's a friend, maybe it's someone who was close to you who passed away. Maybe it's Deanna Troy, maybe it's Andy Cahill. Oh, and Deanna. just <laughs> <laughs> and just picture this person with you. Yeah. Picture yeah, them sitting mine. in front of you and feel their readiness to hear whatever you have to say. Mm. And notice what that does to your body. And picture this person asking you, hey, how can I be wonderful to you today? Mm-hmm. And notice what starts to come out. And that's the beginning of a really different conversation than we typically have with ourselves. And I hope people will continue that conversation, take it some more interesting.
2: Mm.
0: Man, this is so fun. You know, I just want to maybe offer one um, bit of a like what happened for me there as we wrap up, which is uh, another piece of work I've done over the years is to um, I guess I might call them like my uh, like sort of inner allies or inner kind of team or inner entourage of people out in the world who, some of whom I've met, some of whom I haven't who their existence, the, what they create, the art they make, the things they speak to, deeply move me. And so I almost like, like a team of inner mentors. Yeah. And so I was able to connect in a, with one of those inner mentors, an author who's passed away, her name is Ursula K. Le Guin. And to just like have that moment of imagining her with me and asking that question, like I felt my shoulders relax. I felt like a rush of energy in my heart and just could already imagine so much fun and possibility if I were to spend another 30 minutes with her. And uh, so I like, I love how your practice is an invitation into that in whatever way is accessible for the person. For me, it was like, oh, like I could actually have a conversation with every one of my uh, kind of at a distance inner mentors through this process. That feels really exciting to me.
1: Awesome. I can't wait to hear what happens. As you <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks, Tom. Thanks for um, sharing that the, uh, the I- intuition you had to reach out to me over WhatsApp and how that emerged into this really beautiful, potent practice, the distinctions you've made about learning and unlearning, high and low, um, the, the quality of listening that's possible when we get in touch with someone who can be with us in a way that sometimes can be hard to be with ourselves. Uh, I, I think, I suspect that the folks who join your class are going to have a really awesome experience and, in 2035, when the book is out, hopefully a little sooner, let's put, let's, let's figure let's out try. how we can get, get you up in the hot air balloon on that one. Um, we'll, uh, folks will have something to read about this too, because it feels really potent.
1: Thank you, Andy. It's great to spend some time with the real you. I appreciate you making time. Or actually,
0: that. as time, has this all been... Have you imagined all this? Has <laughs> this even happened? <laughs> I don't know. Like, what if people listen to this recording and it's just silence and then you talking?
2: Whoa. Whoa.
0: <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs> yeah, this has been a real treat. All right. Thanks, everyone. And thanks, thanks everyone, for listening in. Thanks for tuning into The Wonder Dome. This podcast was produced by me, Andy Cahill, the support from Kelly Surqua and audio editing and engineering services from Jim Surqua at Sun Pump Studios. The theme song was written and performed by Todd Marston. You can find the Wonder Dome wherever pods are casted. If you dig what we're doing here, please share widely, subscribe, and give us some love in the review boards. And if you feel called to support this humble offering to the world, while also making an even greater impact in the lives of others, consider becoming a monthly supporter. Not only will you help me keep the lights on and keep the show going for as long as I'm able, but 30% of all member contributions go directly in support of causes like the Black Lives Matter movement, the United Nations Refugee Agency, and the National Resources Defense Council. You can find out more at my website, mindfulcreative.coach, where you can also sign up for my newsletter, learn about my transformational coaching work, and get plugged into exclusive offers and community happenings. In the meantime, I'm wishing you a life of purpose, power, and presence. We need you now, more than ever.